2: Good morning, I'm Daddy Herman, and welcome to Eye of Real Estate. And this is 4th of July, and I am always celebrating 4th of July, I always have a lot of people around, and it's a happy holiday, and it's a universal holiday. I think everyone that I know celebrates it, regardless of what they believe in. Steve, happy 4th of July.
3: Good morning, happy 4th of July, Dottie. And, and I agree with you, it is truly the quintessential American holiday.
2: This is the one time I can tell you that unlike our current environment, all parties agree on 4th of July. No matter what you believe in, they'll all get together, it'll all, they all believe in 4th of July. Nobody's looking to get rid of it at this moment in time.
3: I hope not, and definitely true. The only disagreement is which item do I put on the grill first? <laughs> because no grill is big enough to cook everything. And I'll tell you, when, when I do up the barbecue, Dottie, we got your classic hot dogs and hamburgers. But we'll do salmon on the on the plank, on the cedar plank. We'll do chicken, got a special sauce for it, and even slice up a steak. I, I go all out, have a little bit of everything, so everybody gets a taste of everything.
2: I like that. I think that's the best way. Are you a good
3: that, that That is, everyone in the house knows, leave the grill to me. Which also, when it's about 90 degrees out in July... They're very happy to let me stand by the flame, too.
2: I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I love barbecue, so I who doesn't? Everyone loves barbecue. Everything tastes so much better. Uh, okay, so on today's show, we're going to talk about Fourth of July, some of the, the real meaning of Fourth of July, even though sometimes we forget it, but it really is a very special holiday, and it's truly a patriotic holiday. And as I said, I don't know that too many people disagree on you know, the premise of the holiday. I mean, so in a world where I think there's too much division, and, you know, I think I've said it to you, Steve, we both said it, that, hey, we're lucky to be in America. We're happy and proud to be Americans. And for all the people before us that gave up their lives to make us live the life we're living today, uh, we want to say thank you. But I think that the whole idea of being in America is a freedom freedom Um, and freedom to speak as long as you're not hurting anybody and so sometimes I think people are afraid to speak now sometimes and I think that a good disagreement is healthy okay we don't have to agree that doesn't mean I still don't like you it doesn't mean that you don't like me it means that we just disagree on different topics and sometimes I think we've gotten away from that a bit
3: I agree there's a reason that freedom of speech is in the First Amendment it's top of mind and that's exactly right, Dottie. I mean, the reality is this. If we can't have a civil conversation with one another, then we're not interesting. What kind of society is it? I mean, everyone can say, oh, it's sunny outside, it's raining outside. That's not what freedom of expression is about. It's the ability to say, I think this, I think that, and and being able to then come together afterwards. And, and that's what this holiday is about having that differences of opinion, you know, in law school, you know, so much about July 4th, we, there's such a legal side to it. And, you know, I guess that's the lawyer of me. But when we think about it, people remember John Hancock, right, with the biggest signature on the Declaration of Independence, using that legal document to show his support and care for freedom. At the same time, you look at Sam Adams and John Adams, two great patriots, one future president, and and then and with that at the same time, respect for the law, even with our disagreements with the British, and that's really all about the holiday. And Dottie, I do think we have a caller. Uh, I think we have Adam from the Upper East Side of Manhattan.
0: Hi. Good morning, Dottie. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited for the 4th of July. And I can't wait to get moving. I'm having a lot of friends over and family, as I usually do. So, happy 4th of July to you. Thanks for calling into Iowa Real Estate.
0: Thank you. So, I had a quick question. I currently sit on my co-op board, and I'd like to have a party on my rooftop. Mm. And the building's asking me a lot of questions about specific rules I must follow, When it comes to grilling on a rooftop and what are some of the rules that I have to follow? I just want to make sure I'm doing this on the up and up.
2: Well, it's a great question and I'm glad that you called in, but I have to tell you I've never grilled on a rooftop, so I don't know, but I believe our legal expert here might have some information on that. So Steve, do you have a, you want to give it a stab?
3: Absolutely. So it's a great question and right to be careful but if you do it the right way, it is possible. So we got to keep a couple things in mind. Number one, what's the permitted use of the deck? Is there also a separation? Are there other different levels that might be even higher, proximity to other buildings? The material and the nature of the grill. So what happens is most roof decks have what we call combustible material, wood. Not that you would obviously want to light on fire, but the chance of catching on fire. So they actually have a New York City fire code permitted grill that exists. Now, the difference, though, is it's not your typical suburban charcoal or propane tank because that is a potential fire hazard. But what happens is you can have built-in electric-powered grills so you can have that July 4th party, have that experience, but still be in compliance with New York City fire code. Sometimes I got to say, Dottie, I look around the city and you can see people have mini grills off their balconies or maybe a small private deck. Mm -hmm. And most of those are illegal and could be a fire hazard. So to have a safe and legal holiday, you can get some of these built in uh, electric powered grills. And that is allowable. And the other thing also, which is important, if you're on the board of your building, and it's great that you guys have your eye on this, is that you don't want to have your insurance not cover any problem. Because if you have an event, and you are not following the law, your insurance company might say, you're not covered.
2: So that's a good question, because if you are on board again, then... And the board doesn't cover that or doesn't have, a, you know, that ruling in? Like, in other words, who has to pay for that? Or they might say they're not because it's illegal and you shouldn't have been having it. Does is the, is the board, does the building pay for that, Steve? Or does the person who took the grill and started well, to, you know, if they got a little fire or something, I mean, what, who's, who's great, at fault?
3: Great question. So, first of all, if you're on your board, number one, have a consistent policy. If you're going to allow a private party or any food prep, your building should have a policy in the house rules. And it should say, here's what we allow. Here's what we don't allow. If you want to have a party, maybe there's a small rental fee. And the other thing you need to keep in mind is, is it covered by the regular master building insurance policy? Or do you require that particular shareholder to actually have some sort of supplemental policy. All questions in determining the policy, but here's the thing, Adam. You want to make sure that your building, since you're on the board, figures that out before the holiday weekend and not the day after if there's a pro- if there's a problem. I'll just Thank think, you. And the other thing I'll throw out there, too, figure out also what the cleanup policy is. Because unfortunately, sometimes your guests, when they're having a party, may be a little messy. And find out who's responsible to keep the building and clean.
0: Absolutely. And sitting on the board, I feel like I have to lead by example. So I'm so glad I was able to have this chance to call in. Thank you. I always learn so much listening to this
3: show.
2: Oh, thank you. And have a great 4th of July.
3: We appreciate Great you holiday. Too.
2: You know, I'm, I'm, as he's talking about that, and I, you know, and I, you know, I don't often, sometimes you just don't think about things. Let's talk about fireworks. Okay. Because this is 4th of July. People have fireworks all over the place. Okay, I don't know that they're legal anymore. I don't really know. Okay, but I know they have them. I've seen them. I've seen someone blow up my. Uh, uh, someone take a fire and I said, please don't, don't do it right near my house. I was having a Fourth of July party, and they're like, "Oh, we won't." And then my little nephew came over to me and said, "Oh, yeah, it's not. Okay, like I, I, I'm not supposed to tell you." But my dad, he just took a firecracker and, and he blew up a little bit of your tennis court and um, he told me to get dirt and to cover it. Now, forget about aesthetically and like the work that I had to fix that. Somebody could really get hurt. And I'm reading, Steve, that it says Americans spend more than $1 billion on fireworks um, and hospitals have an influx of patients each July 4th as a result of firework fireworks related mishaps close to 16,000 people were hospitalized with firework related injuries in 2021
3: it's a it's a busy time for hospitals and as you know my wife's a doctor although she deals with uh premature and sick babies so you know they're not playing with too much fireworks <laughs> at that age. If they are, they're are bigger questions. <laughs> but you know it's a tricky time of year because you know doctors they follow a fiscal year, so July one to June thirty for training. So these are when the brand new residents come in. So they're they're supervised closely. But all of a sudden, if you're going in into the hospital in July and, and also in August, you're getting the new the new young med students oh, who get graduated ones. also on shift. So you gotta. You know, pay a little close attention. But, you know, it's, um, you got to be very careful. And I'll I'll, I'll say something else. You know, it makes me think of, so, you know, I have some young kids, and they go to sleepaway camp in Pennsylvania. When I cross that border to go into Pennsylvania, one of the first things that I see are banners for fireworks for sale. To sell them? Yeah.
2: Oh, they're allowed to sell them? So
3: the rules are state by state. So in New York, you, you almost can't have anything. You can have a little sparkler.
2: Sparklers? When I was a kid, I had them.
3: Basically like a glorified uh, birthday cake candle. That's that's about it without a license. But in Pennsylvania, you can have pretty much anything you oh, want. Oh, see,
2: I didn't know that.
3: So people drive across a straight line. They're, they're 50 feet in. <laughs> Big tent, fireworks tent. Go buy anything, and then they'll turn back around and come back. So you got to be very, very careful if the party's at your house. That someone is not bringing fireworks from out of state. All the good stuff, which we knew as kids, I'm not gonna. The 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 guilty remain anonymous. You know, Roman candles. Yes. All sorts of things. We had them. (laughs) All the stuff. Thankfully. You know, when did they
2: change that law, Steve?
3: I, I, I don't know. But I they, hope you
2: weren't one of the attorneys that had something to do with that. I,
3: I, I was not. I was neither one of the attorneys nor one of the kids that were <laughs> <Okay>. responsible. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you have a house and you got to and it's tough you, because you're the master of semro- ceremonies having a nice party and you got to be the enforcer and you can't be afraid to say, hey, wait a minute. Look, having a great party. Have a great time. Please don't blow up the tennis court. Which, by the way, when you fill it with dirt and then, to add insult to injury, (laughs) another kid's going to run on the tennis court and twist their ankle because it's a latent defect because they put a little dirt in a hole and they're going (laughs) to twist their ankle because they went into the hole. See, this is how lawyers look at July 4th. (laughs) And then what happens is they bring the illegal fireworks. They say, fine, I won't light them. And what do they do? They put it next to the barbecue, and then you're grilling, and a spark lights them. And then you have fireworks blowing up right next to your propane tank at your barbecue on your combustible wood deck next to your house.
2: If you ever want a side job with <laughs> leave law, you could be a great comedian.
3: So have fun. Be careful. <laughs> And don't store the dry fireworks next to the grill or next to the alcohol.
2: <laughs> no, but when you think about it, really, and again, it's a great holiday. But if you're hosting something at your home, you do have to be very careful. There was one time that I was at some place. It wasn't my house, but it was somebody's house. And, you know, there was a bunch of kids there. Everybody was there. And, you know, we all went. Then I think it started to get a little cold out or it was rainy. I don't remember exactly which one. And some, we all went in. And somebody left. They didn't realize that this four year old child was outside. And we just about fa- realized that when somebody said, Where is they were looking for him? And they couldn't find him. We look outside. He was just about to go into the pool. He could have drowned. So, it's,
3: it's so, you know, pools are so scary. They're beautiful, they are absolutely scary. And, you know, a few things that you got to keep in mind because this is where each municipality is different. And I'll tell you, I give a lot of credit. They make my life difficult at times, but I give a lot of credit out in the Hamptons. And I know we have uh, a big tour and a hotel operator coming in the second half uh, of the show. But to get a proper certificate of occupancy, if you have a pool, they will check. Listen to this in the Hamptons. Where the location is of the latch on the gate in the fence To the pull, what direction does it swing? Where you have it and how the latch is, to exactly take care of that issue. And on the one hand, sometimes you say, "Oh my gosh, come on, how difficult!" But you know what? If it would, if it saves the four-year-old kid, it's worth it. But Dottie, I think we have another caller on hold.
2: Well, yeah, we do, we do. But before I get to that caller, I just, I, I just want to say, like I have a pull there, and you would be surprised. They're very strict, but as you said, you know, it wasn't Fourth of July how somebody else that I used to work with that had a a pool, and somebody just didn't see it because there was no fence, or it wasn't... Somebody from a neighbor just walked in, and a little kid, and there wasn't fenced off. I mean, everything is different, and the kid fell in the pool, and fortunately, somebody saw him and got him, so he didn't know, so it didn't have a tragic ending but you've got to be careful with pools. And in the real estate business, I will tell you this. In some cases, a pool is a plus, And in other cases, it isn't. Because there are many people that want a pool and will pay extra to have that pool. And there are many people that don't want a pool because they have young kids and they're too nervous. I can tell you that when my daughter was young and we had a pool, we put... Um, uh, you could buy or you could have installed. they are actually poles that go into the Concrete around the pool and their fence. Oh yeah. Like they look ugly, but then you can take the fence down. Like you can, they go down.
3: Well, you know, Daddy, it's a great point because a lot of times when people are talking about oh, complying with code and you have a fence around the pool, a lot of people are missing something. So, if our listeners take away, in my opinion, one thing today, this is, I think, the point to take away. A lot of times, people have a nice sliding glass door off Mm. the kitchen or a family room that goes onto the deck where the pool is located.
2: Exactly.
3: And they have a beautiful fence all around it so no one from the outside could come in. But they have nothing from that sliding door to the pool. And you know the expression, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. We think about little kids, they may not have to swim when they fall in. But it can be bigger kids, having friends over, being silly, unsupervised.
2: It can be little kids, too. It can be little kids. It can
3: be big kids, too. And it's always important to have one of the, at least one other person with you, not to go alone. And, Daddy, and I'll tell you a story. I mean, I'm sure our callers have multiple stories. I was at a party a number of years back. There were like 20, 30 people there. Thank goodness the host had a high school kid who was a lifeguard, lifeguarding. Because I was sitting at the side of the table, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear, like, a scream and somebody diving into the pool. A kid who was in middle school decided to go in the pool in the deep end, did not know how to swim, and just thought they would just do it. Now, And what was amazing is how fast it happens. Because I was on the side, my sleeping. back to the pool. I had no idea. You know, you think you're aware of situations, but thankfully, the lifeguard was there. They hired thankfully. one and took her right out of the pool um so important you got to have eyes in the back of your head so i agree pools are wonderful i love them but always at least have one other person with you and really think about what kind of precautions you have both in every day and of course at a party and the last thing i would say is in the off season when you drain the pool have a sturdy cover so in case somebody trips or falls in there protected that will save a person and also make sure to keep your insurance policy more after the break
4: Joe on the radio telling me about the MyPillow 2.0. Boom, MyPillow 2.0. Mike hit it out of the park. I got to tell you something. You know, the MyPillow is great. It's just like great, But right? Then Mike goes, hey, they got this new fabric that dissipates heat and humidity. Hey, they got this new fabric technology that helps regulate your body temperature. Hey, you know what? Mike came out with the MyPillow 2.0. He's so excited about it. You can buy one and get one free. Buy one and get one free. And here's the number, 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. You can go to the radio listeners specials page at mypillow.com. 60 day money back guarantee, made in America, 10 year warranty, machine washable and dryable. The MyPillow 2.0, you buy one, you get one free. Promo code is Joe P, 800 651 0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity for Mike Lindell to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow.com, promo code.
5: major Major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691.
0: That's 800-287-6691. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. on AM 970 The Answer. For more information, visit CYACYL.com.
1: Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be.
4: If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround, New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround, New York today.
1: Continuing with I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman.
2: Well, Steve Everett and myself, Dottie Herman, we're, you know, we're, we've been talking about Fourth of July. And Again, if I don't say it, if I haven't said it, I want to say to you, this is happy Fourth of July. We want you to have a great Fourth of July. Uh, I know I'm having my family over. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing?
3: We're also getting together with family, and it's great that it's it's a holiday where everyone has a day off, a long weekend. So, you know, people don't expect you to be around. You know, in this crazy real estate business, there's always an emergency, and it's, it's a holiday that everyone respects, and it really gives us an opportunity to think about what this country is all about um, and what it means to us and why we're celebrating.
2: And I'm not sure if we do that enough. I really am not. I mean, myself included. I mean, of course, I I think about it. And I just did something for some television. And I you know, was looking and I was saying, look, we're here because of all the people that gave their lives to have independence. To have freedom for us to be able to be free. Do I stop and think about that on 4th of July? I'm going to be very honest with you, probably not. But, you know, from doing this show and from us talking about it, Steve, this year I will make a toast to, our, to everyone, you know, all our friends and loved ones and the, the, the love and the, the wonderful, you know, wonderful to have friends and family that you love and that you're with. And But also I will make a toast to those who love, came before us and allowed us to have our freedom. I'm being, I think that a lot of people... We all learned it at some point in time, but I. I, What about you? What do you think?
3: Well, you know, I think it defines really our character as a people and as a country. And, And what I'm always amazed about with America, unlike almost the rest of the world, is that anyone could become an American. Right? You can if you are born in a certain country that's defined by a very homogeneous culture and a very specific territory. The United States, of course, has a territory, but it's an idea country. And it's a country that's founded on people with a strong sense of belief and ideas that were violated. And they said, we're going to stand up for these ideas because these truths are self-evident. And they are constant. And every generation, we have to remind ourselves to say, wait a minute, where did we come from? And these principles, even if we have... A day to day argument over how much tax, how much debt ceiling, how much social service, they're all degrees of something, but there are bedrock principles which define the nation and and I'll tell you, someone who has three out of four grandparents who are immigrants, well, my mother's also an immigrant, and my dad's an army veteran, we had a great understanding of what those values meant because they came from places where they didn't have it.
2: You know, I want to tell you a story. I, you know, I know this is a real estate show, but it's also 4th of July. And um, I was in Florida a couple of years back. This is before COVID. And um, my girlfriends and I decided, well, you know what? Let's meet after Florida and go to Cuba. At that time, I don't know if you can go anymore, but you could go then. Um, It's not too long ago either. And so we go to Cuba. And we brought all the stuff that we read that they needed, you know, like all these. We go to Cuba, and it's a beautiful country. And all I can remember is, I mean, I've never been there before, but at one time, it was the spot that people went to. Not my time. I think it was more, oh, longer than that. But when I went there, it was so hard for me to see what's happened to that country. Like And I talked to a lot of people, and it sounded like that they really all said had the same answer. And I was like, BS. It's socialism here. It's socialism. And they're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And they all kind of spoke alike. You couldn't even rent a car on your own. You had these drivers, and they had these fancy cars. So the kid that was driving my car is about 22 years old. And this is, I will never forget this. So he's driving this huge, beautiful car from the 1950s with a convertible top, you know, and I'm in it, and he says to me, do you like music? And I said, yeah, why? Do you want to hear some? I said, yeah. Now, mind you, he's about 22 years old, and he says to me, do you you like the Beatles? I said, yeah. So with that, he puts on, like, She Loves Me, like the first Beatles song. I don't know if that was the first, second, or third, but it was there somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like you know, but I didn't expect a twenty-year, two-year-old when he said, do "You like music?" to be putting that on. And then he goes, do "You like the Rolling Stones?" I said, "Yeah." And then he puts on like Ruby Tuesday or something like that. Again, one of their very early songs for some people who don't know. So when we stop, he shows me his arm, and on his back of his not arm on his back of his wrist was. A tattoo of four of the Beatles. I think it was one of their albums in the beginning where they had their four heads. And he told me the story, and I said, "Gee, like you're really young to like the Beatles. I mean, to really be like the Beatles. And those are really early." And he said that his parents, when when he was born, Castro had already come into power. But prior to that, it was a fr- everybody had ball free. And he stopped any art, any music, anything from coming outside of Cuba. And they were allowed to sing the national anthem of Cuba. They stopped music. And his parents, who must have been probably my age, they kept and hid the music that they were allowed to have when they were kids. So the only music he ever heard were the music of his parents that they had and kept when it was forbidden. And it just makes you realize something about freedom.
3: Yeah, I mean, time's frozen over there. And, you know, it's interesting, Donnie, it does also tie back to real estate because if you look at the words of the Declaration of Independence, right, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But what's interesting about it, there was a debate on the pursuit of happiness, and what it really meant was the ownership of property. Really? Was that actual? Because what happens is, if you can't own property, you cannot control the fruits of your labor. You work hard, and property can be both real estate and, and personal, you know, other items. But if you don't have the ability to work and then the efforts of your work to decide how you want to spend your money, to then own something and to have a legacy to build for your family then really what freedom do you really have? And that's why life and liberty and that pursuit of happiness for property are all tied up together because if you don't have all three, you can't really have any of them. And real estate is so fundamental. This is why if you look in the law, real estate is always treated differently, right? You know, if you, if you break a contract, you can say, ah, somebody owes me some money. But when you have a real estate contract, you can say, if you don't sell it to me and you break the contract, my remedy is not only damages, but I can force you to sell that real estate to me.
2: That's so true.
3: There's a uniqueness.
2: And while you're on that subject, I mean, I'll ask you. I'm not an attorney. I can tell what I tell people, but I'm not supposed to give them attorney's advice, though. But in a contract, if they they have a, a general closing date you know, like you're going to close at a certain date. Do you ever recommend that a person puts the exact date, or do you recommend on or about?
3: Well, it's usually an estimated date. I mean, these are also... But, like, isn't for, there, for, is
2: there something with a specific date? Like, that well, not, you, usually you don't want to put, do
3: that? you put... Uh, the way I like to analog, uh, analog it is to... It's sort of like an anchored ship. When a ship goes to an area and it drops its anchor... The ship still moves around a little bit uh-huh. but it stays within that area. Right. So that date it's it's an estimated ballpark date. But it's not a don't set your clock to it. Don't don't, don't put it in right, your but calendar that's 100% percent Isn't there of that like
2: time. isn't there a way like I agree, that you put on mm-hmm. or about mm-hmm. whatever that date is. And usually I think it's just reasonable to expect 30 days
3: Either well, way. Or how yeah, that so, so in New York, and I do want to be careful, it varies state by state. And neighboring states like Connecticut and New Jersey, for example, are much more strict than New York State on this. But when it comes to residential real estate in New York, there's no precise as a matter of law dates that you can extend. But um, you are allowed what's called reasonable extensions, And a lot of times people say 30 days. That's common. It does depend a little bit on the facts and circumstances, but that's around that time.
2: We'll be right back. We'll just continue with Steven and Doug to talk about this as soon as this break this commercial break is. We'll be back in a minute.
6: Summer is not just about fun in the sun. It's also a great time to get healthy. Focus on your wellness and your brain with our new memory multivitamin. Energize your skin this summer with our Enhanced Vitamin C Skin Serum. The Invite Health Buy One Get One Free Independence Day Savings Event is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Stop by an Invite Health store today to learn more about how to stay healthy with the help from one of our nutrition experts. Give us a call to order by phone right now at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Visit InviteHealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited-time, buy-one-get-one-free Independence Day savings event. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to InviteHealth.com.
4: What are you doing this fall? Would you like to go to Italy with yours truly, Jersey Joe, where are we going with it, Let me tell you. Rome, Catania, Taormina, Savoca. Forcedagro, Mount Etna, Palermo. That's Rome and Sicily, baby, for nine full days. What a trip. We're gonna have a ball, enjoy wonderful food, and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna, and see some actual sights used in iconic godfather scenes. It's a trip you'll remember for years to come. If all goes well, you may even be treated to the best entertainment team since Martin and Lewis, Piscopo, and Perillo. Have your cameras ready. Call Perillo Tours at 800 800- 431-1515-800, 431-1515, to secure your reservation now on this very limited tour before it sells out. Go online, please, to perillotours.com.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
4: I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and I got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding inventory. Inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973 705 8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973 705 8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you.
1: Continuing with I On Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of I On Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman.
2: We're back uh, on I On Real Estate. We were talking about time of the essence and closing dates, but we have a caller, so speak about time. Let me this call's been on for a while, so let me take this caller. Lisa from Manhattan. Lisa, are you there?
6: Yes, hi. Um, I was just wondering about short-term rentals for the summer as I have a college internship and my parents' co-op will not let me stay in in their apartment for the summer. Any thoughts on that?
2: Let's let the eagle, the legal eagle see.
3: Thanks, Lisa. First of all, happy July 4th holiday. And, you know, it's an issue that comes up with a lot of co-ops. So I want to take a step back. You know, one of the things that's so important, either you're an owner or you're not an owner on that stock and lease, those ownership documents. And there there are some allowances for immediate family members, but what starts to get very unclear is when the owners are not around and they have people staying. Co-ops generally do allow guests, but here's where it becomes an issue. Uh, A guest is there when the owners are there. And most co take the position where if the owners are not there when the guest is visiting, they're not really a guest because where is the host? So now in this situation, right. if your parents are gone and you're trying to stay there, and especially if you're trying to bring a, fa- a friend, the building could say, well, what's really going on here? Is this sort of like a sublet instead of just visiting? Who's really the occupant? So what's very important is to take a look and look at the bylaws of the building and also the proprietary lease. And in there, it's going to define what is immediate family and who is allowed to stay there when your parents are present or not present. And don't go by just what, oh, I think the building does this. Really look at those provisions Because a lot of times, the buildings don't follow their rules. And buildings can be strict or flexible, but they gotta follow their own rules. Now, taking that next step, and let's go to the short-term rentals, and I'll tell you as a real estate attorney, uh, VRBO, Airbnb, and those other firms really muddy the waters a little bit um, and become a little bit tricky. So. Let's talk about it from a few points of view. Number one, definitionally speaking, New York City has, through the zoning resolution, defines property as residential, commercial, or industrial, or transient housing. So transient's like a hotel. You're going to stay a few days, maybe a little bit longer. But residential real estate, you got to stay 30 days. And the problem with Airbnb and VRBO and others like that is you're technically violating the zoning rules of New York City because these are very short-term rentals and properties that you don't allow it. However, New York has generally given it a pass if it's just your primary residence. They do take a stronger position if your business model is this short-term rental. But separately buildings can be more strict than the law. And most co-ops and condos too for that matter really want to see approved subleases in one year increments. They don't want to see a couple of weeks here and there. So that's another thing to be mindful of to see what your building permits or doesn't permit. And you really don't want to run afoul of that because, you know, co-ops can potentially, you know, send notices and fines and even if they the fines are low, the co-ops are allowed to bill the attorney fees in, incurred as additional maintenance on the payment. So you really want to make sure you have a clear understanding. Uh, the last thing also is make sure the insurance is clear if you're looking to have a property as a short-term rental, um, because also that may not be fully covered by your homeowner's insurance. So I know it's a long answer. It's it's a tricky question, but make sure you know the rules for your building. And also, if the building has even been a little bit unclear in their rules and they're permitting other, others to do it, great to have that information when you're communicating with management. I hope this is helpful Thank and you too. have a safe holiday.
6: Thank you. You too.
2: What if some people do? Would you be a stool pigeon and say, oh, so-and-so did it? Oh, like, how come I couldn't, or, like, I don't know for a fact, of course, I can't speak for every building, but I'm just guessing, because I don't spend, Fourth. I don't have Fourth of July parties, like, in my apartment in the city, so I don't know, but I would guess there might be a person here or there that breaks the rule, so I don't know if that would be with a popularity contest to go and tell about that specific person. But you might maybe want to just say, you know, there are people that I've done it. Or how would yeah, you do I mean, that diplomatically without having your neighbors hate you?
3: Yeah, I, I wouldn't talk about ratting out, ratting out your neighbors. Um, it, it's not from that point. Of view, but if you find out that the building allowed other people in the building to do it, um, then you have a precedent and say, wait a minute. At the very least, you got to treat all shareholders the same. You can't say apartment 2B can do Airbnb, but not apartment 3C. So that, that's one thing to keep in mind. And look, it depends on your building. Do you live in a building with a doorman or not? And, and I would say this, if you're going to do it, tip the super <laughs> in the well, building. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah that's they true, because
2: they, they can tell. But it's, a lot of people do you think of doing that?
3: You know, I don't think it's tons. I, you know, yeah, like I really don't I, know. I, I, I don't know
2: anybody that is. But yeah. I was like, I mean,
3: I, I think what it is is that where where I find people bump with the buildings is that they might go away for a week and they have a good friend that says, "Hey, can I crash at your place for a couple of days?" Yeah, that, and, that happens. To me and all that's that. technically not being a proper guest because to be a guest, the host is supposed to stay there, the owner. So that's where I find most people have friction with the board when they say, Look, I'm not subletting it out, I'm not making any money. I have an unsupervised guess. What? I've had a friend that I've known since high school, that I've known for thirty years, that gang a couple of days and you're if gonna give me a hard serve, time.
2: Though, don't you think, a little bit?
3: Well, this is why sometimes people, you know, push back and say, I don't want to live in a strict building. And, well,
2: let me say this. Yeah. I won't mention the co op's name. But it was a very high-end sought-after, sort of, one you couldn't get into. And I was at something in Florida. Yeah, there was some party. And that president of that co-op in New York City came over to me and said, Can I have a word with you? And it wasn't that I was friends with him or anything like that, but he knew who it was. And I said, Sure. And he said, Do you think that we've gone overboard with the co-op rules? And I said, Yes. Now, it's a prestigious co op, and so be it. But if you, but we're also in a different day. Like when co ops started, there was a whole different reason that they did what they did. Like we're in a different time now. And so I don't think people want to have, like Madonna sued, she lost, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she sued her co op in New York City because she had an adult child. And obviously if you're Madonna and not sitting in your apartment every day of the week in New York City, she was traveling, and she wasn't an adult child, Steve, be there.
3: That's exactly well, wasn't there. And she could have solved it by doing one thing. What? She could have had the adult child be a co-owner. But instead, Madonna owned or was trying to own it in only in her own name.: Right. And because it was only in her name. And the child wasn't a co owner, they did not have the same rights. And if Madonna was present, they would have to be able to be there. But the fact that she wasn't, that was where the yeah, opening no, it, came in. It was and that, definitely that's the that she issue. wasn't there. That, that was but, the issue. Okay, yeah.
2: yeah. She was definitely not there. She wanted the child to use the, the, the grown up child, it wasn't a child. Exactly. She used it mm-hmm. because she wasn't there. However, let me ask you. When she bought the apartment, maybe the child wasn't a grown-up and she didn't think about it. I think you kind of just have to know the rules. I think the the message here is when you're buying a co-op or a condo, for that matter, you really need to look at the bylaws. And look, they're complicated. Half of us sign things that we never read, finish reading it. Well, Give advice on when you buy a co-op and a condo in general. And I'm not going to say this again, but I've said it every week. Use a real estate attorney. And if you're buying a co-op, have someone like Steve look at it.
3: And I'll tell you, and this is more in depth for another show, there are repercussions when it comes to estate planning. How you structure the ownership can make a very big difference for when you pass on and will your heirs be able to live there or be forced to sell the co-op.
2: Well, see, that is so important. And I think it's like too big of a topic to talk with the remaining time we have left. But I would love for you to do that on our next show because that could mean, I mean, look, we all work hard and we probably, a lot of us want our fruits of our labor to go to our family or our children or people that we love. And it sometimes doesn't happen.
3: Well, that's part of that balance, that life, liberty, and property that we've been talking about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you really handle your property how you want to? You know, and, and it's interesting. In the law, we have this concept of limits of how you can lock up property. It, it's aptly named the dead hand rule because you control real estate in your lifetime, but when you pass on, there is this concept of you don't want to have someone from beyond the grave take their dead hand. I know it's graphic as it sounds and still be able to manipulate who can do what with real estate. So it, it's absolutely a fascinating. Re- real estate is so tied to the freedom of our country.
2: It is, and I think that's so important to know about some of the state planning and and some of the things because innocently, without knowing, people just make mistakes. You know, not only on that. They, like I've seen somebody who, you know, they left the their home to their three children, rightfully so, uh, but then one child or that didn't never moved out. And 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 so he was living there and of course rent free or for a nominal amount of money. So now if you're the child that's living there rent free or for a nominal and the parents die and you you want to remain there for a nominal amount of money. <laughs> and the uh brother and sister, whether they wanted to or agreed, but their spouses didn't. So it became a family feud.
3: Absolutely. Which is
2: those parents, I said, your parents are probably turning in their grave. That's the last thing they would want.
3: And I've seen that. It's like the parents, like, we saved up all this money, worked hard to give a gift to their kids, a gift of this wonderful property, and yet it's a cost of angst and infighting. Uh, It's sad, you know, and I see see that happen. Um, You know, but, you know, what we can try to do is it's all about Good planning and trying to prevent a kind of breakdown in advance, talking it out and and really planning accordingly.
2: Yeah, and and you really need somebody who knows because there's so many things that you just wouldn't think about. Um, I wouldn't have thought about that. And plus, I grew up, even when I came to the city, I grew up on Long Island. So, you know, I didn't live in a building ever. I lived in a house. And, you know, whether it's big or or, smaller, you know, it was. It's a regular house. And so when I came into the city, there was all these different things. I really wasn't familiar with it, you know. And I see, you know, working for, a, you know, having a huge company, people coming from New York, outside of New York, they come to New York and you are trying to explain the co-ops and stuff like that. So I think they think they're in another world.
3: <laughs> so it's, it's a little different. Well, first off, we can spot the tourists when they call them coops. You know, and I said that there's there's no chickens being grown here on the roof deck, unless they're for the barbecue that we talked about. But outside of that, um, yeah, no, it's different. But you know what? There's always two sides to every coin. For all their wackiness and all their differences, you know what? When things went bad, and I remember 2008 when we had financial contagion. We did. Very, very few co-op foreclosures. The co-ops do an impressive job of making sure buyers are qualified, probably overqualified. They do. And making sure people pay. And that really kept values strong and healthy in the market.
2: You know, that's a good point. Uh, And I watched, I don't know if it was 2008, but I watched where some other states, which I won't mention, but that I go to sometimes, (laughs) where they had a lot more foreclosures in their buildings. Because they allow, like, you know, another thing, when you go into a building in New York, you know, you can't, like, have to kind of say that. Like, they, usually there's a thing on rentals. Like, you could maybe rent it at a minute or two, a week or two. So that's another topic I want to talk about because that really saved us from having, you know, foreclosures. Also. Other- it,
3: re- it, re- it really did. And I know we're coming to the end of the first half. I know we have some great... Um, guests on the second half about green homes and equality in the home and also a wonderful entrepreneur restaurant hotel air um, really all about freedom happy July 4th we'll be back and i in real estate after the break